And if hate speech is anything which is insulting and anything verbalized can be construed as insulting, then the label of hate speech is little more than one person's attempt to control another person's words and ideas. Welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast is Father Sean Burns. Each week you'll hear us chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons we're learning as we go along and you are so welcome and we're happy to have you join us. Sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. How are you going today, Padre? Well, thank you, Stina. How are you? I am doing okay. Just trying to get over this cough over here. Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) What have you been up to? What's been happening in your world? I got books. <laughs> you got books. I got books. <laughs> okay, you're giving away books. You books, books everywhere. I, I I bought books. Oh, you bought books. 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 I bought books. I also um, snagged some books from someone who was giving away books. Hey. Books everywhere. Okay. Amazon have been sending me books. <laughs> well, not sending. I've been buying books, <laughs> okay. and Amazon have then been sending them books. <laughs> like they're just giving away books for free. They could uh, be. They could be, but they're not. <laughs> I guarantee you that. I got a, a whole set of uh, Bible dictionary from uh, A to Z, and it's fantastic. Bible dictionary? Yeah, like it goes through virtually all of the like biblical concepts mm-hmm. and uh, defines them, gives you examples of you – know, And there's five sets. There's one, two, three, <laughs> four – Five, six, oh, six, 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 six okay. volumes, six volumes, not six mm-hmm. sets, but six volumes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got and just books in French, books in English, books in Italian, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, it's awesome. It's just multilingual now. Well, I, I mean, my French is decent enough. Reading it, I'm hopeless speaking it, mm-hmm. and my Italian sucks desperately. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I can I can fumble my way through. <laughs> so, uh, how about yourself? What have you been up to? Um, I went away recently for a work conference at the Gold Coast for a few nights, which was interesting. I'd never been up to the Gold Coast before, so that was interesting. And the conference itself, it was a a national conference for family relationship services. So it's really cool to kind of get a bit of a sense of where the sector is moving as a whole or where it's hoping to move as a whole. Kind of gives you a a bit of a sense of, you know, what a little cog you are in the big (laughs) machinery, but it gets you, it gives you a sense of where the machinery is moving or the way, where the kind of, yeah, the big picture is. So yeah, unfortunately on my way back though, I ended up taking some sort of a bug back with me. So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still recovering from said bug. <laughs> it's the danger of any travel. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Particularly Absolutely. plane travels. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When you, you're trapped inside a metal tube with a bunch of people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So before we get into this particular episode, we kind of have a bit of an announcement to make. Yes, we do. We're taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. For a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. We're actually coming to the end of this season. Indeed. So, which is a bit unusual for those of you who've been following us from day dot, you'll know that we kind of go for like a full calendar year, (laughs) which decided to change things up for our third season. So we're actually going to end at the end of this episode, take a few weeks off and we'll come back with a new season Mm. later on. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. So what is our last episode for season three about? Last episode for season three. What can we possibly talk about? Let's tackle cancel culture. Cancel culture. (laughs) For a bit of fun. But also because, you know, we're living fullness and we don't get bogged down by stuff like that. So it's about how do we actually maintain and keep our faith alive in the face of cancel culture? Right. 
So I guess this is kind of coming from having sort of observed maybe in the last few weeks, had a number of conversations with different people and watched and listened to other other prominent Christians throughout uh, who sort of have, you know, a, a sense of power and influence over their spheres. Talk about trying to maintain a balance between being an authentic witness to Christ and about not being cancelled for being countercultural. So trying to strike some kind of a a midpoint between the two. And it's really interesting, I find, that we're having that we can even that we even have this cancel culture at the moment when we think about the great saints. You know what the great saints lost their lives. Like they were martyred for being a witness to their faith and their love of God. Whereas now when we compare that to what's happening now is that now a person's respectability, careers and names are being taken in the name of what's deemed acceptable right. by our culture. Right, right. And we kind of have to face fact that, you know, we can be someone who can be gung-ho about our wanting to witness, be an authentic witness to Christ with having no concern whatsoever for the consequences that may follow from that. Mm. Or we can kind of go down the other end of being completely consumed by all possible consequences that can come from being a, a witness and letting that dictate our every move. But I guess the conversation for today is, is there a way that we can strike a balance? Yeah, okay. Generally, people, I think, want to achieve a society where offence is minimised. And, and, and look, that's not a bad aim, particularly when we're talking about um, you know, sort of marginalised groups in society. I think there's, there's, that, that, that can be a, a praiseworthy aim. But... If the way in which that happens is to remove personal support or to publicly pose opposition against any person who goes against the loudest voice on any given conversation in our society, well, there, that's a problem. That's, I, I think that's a very serious issue. Instead of having a, a robust conversation, mm. we just go, no, we assume the worst of the person and we silence the person. Mm. And that that's just, I, I think, an unhelpful approach. And so there's a it's an attempt to hold a person accountable for their words and actions by being rather cruel, mm. perhaps even more cruel than, than what they deemed the person to be mm. when they said whatever words they said which were deemed offensive. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's it's a problematic approach and it, it leaves us open to a number of issues that are worth discussing. Mm. Yeah. So I guess, you know, one of them would be even just considering that the moment that any kind of society wants to say you can't, because, you know, whatever it might be, you can't do this, you can't say that, you can't believe in this, you can't live that way because that's not loving. Mm. Like the moment that that comes out in any shape or form, we have to ask the question, well, hang on, when did this society become the judge of what is and isn't loving? Mm. Mm. Because as Christians, we've been given a standard of love by God himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're expected to form societies that align with his word, not with the loudest voice in our community. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is sort of a, it's a bit of a hangover really from some of the Enlightenment philosophers and, and, and even modern day philosophers who who say that that our, our moral life as individuals ought to be dictated by the greatest number in society. And, well, that just doesn't fly for us mm-mm, Christians. Mm-mm. Yeah. The other issue that this opens up is the, the, the issue of civil discourse. 
Once you can no longer have a civil conversation, once it's there's no room for a conversation, there's only room to hop on a particular bandwagon and and to sort of hitch ourselves to a bandwagon and that's it. Like no no room for dissent, no room for conversation. Once dissenting opinions from the orthodoxy of the day cannot be held, we have ceased to live in a civil society and frankly we might as well be living in 1984. Mm. And for those of you that are a bit young and listening to this, George Orwell's 1984, written in 1948, Mm. uh, I suggest you go and and have a read. Yeah. Also, many people tend to use the line, I'm not intolerant, I'm only intolerant of intolerance, (laughs) which examined for longer than a nanosecond simply exchanges one kind of intolerance for another. Mm. It's not Mm. actually a sensible statement. Mm. It's, It's all it's saying is, the fact that I don't like what this person is saying is reason for me to be intolerant of them. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's actually the very thing that you're saying you're against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is genuinely intolerance. And, and then we have the, the, the so-called hate speech. Mm-hmm. Well, my question to that is who gets to decide what hate speech is? Who gets to make that decision? Who yeah. says what is hateful speech? Yeah. And, and if hate speech is anything which is insulting and anything verbalised can be construed as insulting, then the label of hate speech is little more than one person's attempt to control another person's words and ideas. Mm-hmm. So I think those are, are are some some pretty those those three issues are, are quite serious that arise from this idea of of being able to cancel someone for something that they've said. Well, you know, where does civil discourse go? What about this whole notion of tolerance upon which our country is apparently founded? Uh, and and if there's this great sin called hate speech upon which I can be publicly shunned. Uh, well, who gets to determine what that actually is? Yeah, yeah. And then we obviously have what you said before too is accountability too. And we've talked about accountability quite a number of times on the podcast actually. We've talked about how genuine accountability only happens within the context of a truly trusting and loving relationship. Everything else that we see that's even anywhere near remotely close to accountability is either a legal action mm. or there's a personal judgment of another person's intent neither of which an everyday person has the power to genuinely actually judge. (laughs) So accountability only works when someone, when someone that you are in a solid relationship with comes up to you and suggests that you consider altering your speech or your action because it goes against the standard of love that God has set out for us and that we can trust their judgment call of the situation. So, you know, that might be something like they're actually not trying to manipulate you. Yeah. because they don't have their own agenda at play or they're not being overly critical but is actually being measured and objective. So cancel culture trying to do what it's trying to do in the name of accountability. <laughs> yes, and it's failing. Is not appropriate. Yes, yes, yeah. It's, it's, it, is, it is not genuine accountability. No. No, no, absolutely. So how do we then move? We've, we've looked at the issues that the idea of cancel culture causes mm. and, and, and then – Okay, what's our response to this? Is our response just to to go to a corner and cry? <laughs> go to, right, go, go go to a corner and cry, or make complete and total war, mm. or or is there a a way forward that respects a way forward that respects the human person? Mm. Is there, you know I think sometimes we can because we see an extreme in one direction, we assume that in the other direction we'll find the answer. Mm-hmm. It, it presumes that there is not an extreme in that direction, but in fact, there is, right? Just because 
I mean, it's it's no secret that I I vehemently disagree with the notion of cancel culture, but that also doesn't mean that there's not a a problematic approach if we go to the opposite extreme and just say, yeah, offend anybody that you want, any time that you want, in any way that you want, and and you know, speak horribly about people and do you you know, like like there's there's actually a moral duty to use our words in a way which is lifting a building in a way that challenges respectfully in a way that speaks what is true. So so how do we hold these mm. things in balance? I mean, I guess one of the first things is just being mindful that we actually do need to move in the world with sensitivity. Like we can't, you know, that extreme you're talking about of, well, let's just not care at all and we'll go down the other extreme. Well, that discards all sensitivity mm-hmm. for human persons, which is not not helpful yep. <laughs> at all. Yep. So being mindful that we're actually called to be in the world and not of it. And really cancel culture at the end of the day is really like it's a fear-based idea. Mm. You know, it's being run by fear. And yes, we kind of have to live amongst it, but we're not to become one with that fear. We have to be set apart from that fear. Yeah, absolutely. And in a similar manner, I suppose, not letting judgment consume us, right? Because one of the first things that that we learnt at the seminary was that the gospel is not a hammer to beat people over the head with. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not there to force upon people, but it is there to be proposed. And and so when 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 we encounter opposition to the gospel and we encounter people who even want to perhaps cancel us or, or stop us from from engaging in public discourse, well, I think it's important that we don't exacerbate things by judging their hearts. Mm. And determining that they're yeah. doing this from a place of of evil or from a place of, of hatred. Maybe they are. But the point of maybe they are is I don't know. Yeah. I don't, not, I, we can't. Right, how, right. how are we I, meant I, to? I don't know what their heart yeah. is. I don't know what their heart is. I don't know what damage has been done. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what their experience is. And so to 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 judge them as being as being evil or sort of to to judge their their intentions with great harshness i think all that does is to to keep the divide and to push them further away mm. and it does not allow god to work there either mm. right if 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 i make my own preconceived judgments about who these people are and i act upon those judgments then i don't give a place for the holy spirit to work in that person's heart I'm. I am not the best witness for for Christ. Mm. That doesn't mean I don't speak what is true. I have mm. to speak what's true. Mm. I have to speak what's true. Mm. But to speak truth without a judgment of who that person is or who they are in relation to God, I think that is important. Speak what is true, but do not allow the judgment of the other person to determine the manner in which one speaks it. Rather to to speak what is true, in accordance with who Jesus Christ is, and you know, I mean, our Lord never minced His words; He was always very, very clear. And I don't think we should mince ours either. We need to be clear, yeah. But uh, yeah. we also have to be aware that who we're dealing with is another person, yeah. And that person deserves love by virtue of the fact that they're made in the image and likeness of God. That means we can't go on a judging spree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing about truth is that we can only really speak what we know. When it comes to truth. So you can, again, I think we've talked about this on a previous episode. We've talked about how when we, when we share something, we can only ever share what is actually factual. So you can share what a person said and whether you think that what they said is 
accurate or not or true or not. That's right. Reasonable or not. Or even perhaps what they did. You can yes. you can make a statement about what yes. they've done. You can judge that. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 But to go beyond that and go to the heart of the person, yeah. that is not something that we actually know. Beyond our pay grade. So it's not something, yeah, it is well beyond our pay grade. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just not something that we can actually yeah. speak on at all. Mm. And I guess to uh, even thinking about losing the sphere of influence as well, I know that this is something that sometimes when we get a bit gung-ho, we can be a bit, well, who cares, you know, if you lose everyone and, yeah. you know, the truth is all that matters and, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think there is something genuine about legitimate faithful Christian mm. wanting to not lose their sphere of influence, not because they necessarily have some sort of attachment to power or that they actually have an attachment to that influence, being able to influence another person necessarily. Mm. Not because of that, but because we're actually all called to be witnesses. Mm. And if we're called to be witnesses, we need to be in community to be able to do that. We actually do need people around us that we can witness to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what you often repeat on the pod on the podcast, Padre, and in person, no man is an island. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we're not we're not made to be alone. So we do need other people around us. So there is some sense of Actually, we do need to be a little bit protective, maybe not mm. overprotective, don't go there, but we need to, it's okay to be cautious about not wanting to lose everybody around you um, in trying, when you're someone in a position who's speaking the truth, wanting to share your yep. faith with others. Mm. But <laughs> if you have done everything that you can and you have tried to be measured and you have continued to speak the truth, if you still become cancelled, mm. take heart. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's not that your sphere of influence has left you. It's not that you're alone. It's just that your sphere of influence is smaller. Yeah. You have less people in your life. So maybe you've gone from someone who had thousands and thousands of people following you and now you're down to your family and friends. So what? You've not lost your sphere of influence. It's your family and friends that you are now being a witness to. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's. I think we have to address being measured. Being measured is important, and to be measured, one must assess the truth, which is at stake. If the truth at stake is core to the dignity of the human person, mm. then one still must be measured in the manner which they speak. Yes. However, we must not use the term measured in order to allow for. Oh well, I'm. I'm going to sugarcoat this part of the truth. No, no, I'm going to no, sugarcoat no, no. because I don't want to get in trouble. No, no, I don't want to no. lose my sphere of influence. I'm no, going to no, 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 no. When there are truths at stake that are core to the human person, we must be willing to articulate them. Mm. Which a genuine witness of Christ will. Yes. A genuine person of faith who is trying to be an authentic witness to Christ will. Yes. They're, they're exactly like you said. Their way of being measured will be in their manner. Yes. Not in withholding the truth. Right, right. Precisely. Precisely. I'd like to close with a quote. Yeah, go for it. Just be mindful that this might be the last thing you say on this season. So, Or if I get cancelled, the last thing I say permanently. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's true. That's okay. <laughs> from Gandhi, of all people. <laughs> Okay. Right, right. It's not an easier priest quote in Gandhi, is it? <laughs> the truth is the truth, even if a minority of one believes it. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many people believe something. 
You know, what is true is true, plain and simple. And uh, at no point ought we sacrifice the truth. And any attempt to sacrifice the truth in the name of charity mm. is nothing more than idolatry at the highest level. Mm. It is to, to make a mockery of God because truth and love belong together. Now, I forget that frequently. Mm -hmm. I forget that mm -hmm. frequently. Mm -hmm. And I all too frequently go, truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here it is. This yeah. is the truth. You don't like it? Guess what? Yeah. Buck and load are too bad. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Right? I frequently do that. Yeah. And and in that way, yes, I, I I make an idolatry out of truth almost. You know, I... I I, I set the truth up as, of, as this this ideology that yes I I you know this is it without realizing though if if the Lord is not with this if the Lord is not here if I am not also showing the glory of God in the manner that I convey this truth something is deeply missing and 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 there is a mockery of God here in a certain sense I'm guilty of that I'm guilty of that but equally one is guilty of the same thing when truth is absent from love. Yeah. Because love without truth is not love. Mm. It's convenience. Mm. Yeah. It's confronting though, those words. <laughs> it's idolatry. It is so confronting. And sometimes, you know, that can that can be because of our own attachments to, you know, power and pride and, and things like that too. But and sometimes, you know, and looking at those particular examples, it can be kind of easier to go, okay, well, yeah, fair enough, that would be idolatry yeah. but actually also fear yeah fear of what you can yeah. lose can yeah. sometimes make us go fear, fear let becomes me our God. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. let me just like you said sugarcoat it because i'm afraid of what the yeah. consequence will be yeah. and in this case of being cancelled yes yes exactly so gandhi yeah let's not end the season on gandhi can we <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough let's let's end it on something else okay all right, so let's end on a scripture quote. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is Christ the head. Beautiful. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Living Formless. We are going to take a break, as we said before. Indeed we are. So we're going to come back in about August. I know that's a little while away. So make sure you're following our social media handles because Grace will be putting up all sorts of things to recap this season and previous seasons as well if you're new to the podcast. So mm. make sure you mm. go and check that out. But also stay in touch on our social media because we will announce the date of our return for season four as well. The return of the king. Sorry. No, the return uh, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. So before we go, Padre, maybe a truth, beauty and goodness for the season. What do you think? Yes, yes. So for me, the book study and also Christ-fronted Christ senships. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. What is that? That was... That was... Christ-fented. <laughs> that was different. That was different is what that was. Well, let's try that again. <laughs> book study and... Yeah. Christ-centered 
Friendships. Ah, beautiful. There we are. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. So uh, I thought the book study was just fantastic. Like a really yeah. – oh, I found it quite helpful in terms of, of examining my own prayer life. And it's even been helpful in, in terms of advice that I've been able to give to other people as well. Awesome. Like it's, it's, it's really had that, 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 that great effect. And, and I think as a – as a, a a book study, it's it's my hope is that it's given our listeners really something to sink their sink their teeth into for their own spiritual lives, growing closer to God. And in the Christ centered friendship one, it gave us an opportunity to even just reflect a little bit on our own friendship, mm. and and to see how Christ has worked there, and and to see how he 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 calls people into friendship, and and that that he sort of. He asks to be the center of that, mm. you know, to be the, the the focus upon which each one is actually sort of aligned with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Love how about it. how about yourself? Ooh, for me, we've had some really cool guests on this season as well. We seem to keep doing that. Um, I think, I mean, Bobby Angel was really cool to have mm. on the podcast for multiple reasons. Um, one because. Virtue Ministry is moving into the seminary, human yeah. formation. So it was really nice to be able to break that open mm. on the podcast. Mm. And Bobby Angel is the person yes. I wanted to be able yes. to have that conversation with. So it was a real blessing that he was able to give us his time yeah. to be able to do that. That's so that was cool. really, really cool. But also we got some really cool feedback for some people as well based on that episode. Oh, that wow, was a cool. really important conversation to have. So cool. that was really nice to see. And then second, I think the episode on high value women. Yeah, right. I think that was really fun to be able to have too, because it was a bit of a hot button yeah. topic at the time that it was kind of had blown up in the socials on <laughs> where a couple of them had had a conversation that just kind of went a bit pear-shaped. So it was really cool to be able to have that. But also it's not something that we normally talk about on the yeah. podcast. It was yeah. something very different yep. for us to be able to do. So, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun to be able to do. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me for another season, Padre. Thank you. It's been awesome. Yeah. I look forward to next season. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Good fun. And we look forward to catching you guys in the next season as well. So thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you in the next season. But until then, know of our love and prayers. God bless.